Greetings and welcome to the real life of Adults with Cerebral Palsy. So we have myself, I am Cindy Evans and I am a sports scientist from Western Australia. Spent a lot of my years, nearly three decades, um, working and exercising people with uh, cerebral palsy. And my initial training was in, um, I did phys ed for people with disabilities. We looked at um, if, you know, people were a little bit clumsy and we made them a little bit uh, more coordinated, what would happen to their intelligence? And actually, you know what we found out? The oh. less coordinated, the more intelligent. <laughs> it was really interesting. And you could definitely improve their overall intelligence skills by improving their coordination. I think, I think that has to do with everyone needs to be. It does. Whether you have a disability or not, everyone... We guys didn't have disabilities, but um, actually we worked a lot with people with disabilities. Mostly, but all, all the way through my uni, I worked with people with um, autism, but we had a p other people with disabilities coming into the gym it wasn't until I went travelling and went to London that I started working with adults with cerebral palsy. So that was at 28, and I'm 56 now. Oh, so okay. So Aaron. Aaron, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself? Yep. Uh, hello, I am, I am Eric Konoski. I am a adult with cerebral palsy. Um, I have a hemiplegia, which affects me on the left side of my body. Excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze. Okay, maybe not. And um, you wanna say anything else, Aaron? Do you wanna, or should I introduce Marie? Uh, you can go ahead and introduce Marie. Hey, and the final one of our trio is Marie. And Marie, how about uh, Hi, you? Hi, Marie, I'm... Uh, spastic quadriplegic with cerebral palsy, and I'm interested in adult cerebral palsy. I, the three of us run the real life adults with cerebral palsy site on Facebook, and we do have a WordPress. Word real life of cerebral palsy adults. Excellent. And so, how it started, um, I started following Marie on Facebook in her Marie Wop CP page, which I totally love, which is all about, um, you know, what can you do to live a, live a great life? And that's, that's where we're here today to have a discussion about, you know, in three different ways. What, what, what can we do to live a good life when you have cerebral palsy? And, and I've just got to say, I don't think any type of cerebral palsy is significant or a little bit. It's all disabling. So um, who wants to start today? Um, um, I... Um, I'll uh, 
I'll need, I'll need, to, I'll need to take it, I might take it this round. Excellent. Okay, Aaron, well, I'm looking forward to your talk. So uh, what we're going to do is each of us are going to talk about something we're interested in. I'm going to talk about Vibratrain, and Aaron, what are you going to talk about? <clears throat> Taking small steps. Excellent. So one of the things people with disabilities like me deals with that is hard to do is taking small steps to achieve our goals. Even as I am talking with you guys today, it's still a hard thing to do. I am coming out now to say with guidance, you can pull it off as well. And that's wonderful, Aaron, because I heard we were talking yesterday you were saying that you took a very small step and made a very good podcast yesterday. Because Aaron ran a podcast called Aaron Journey, right? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Why don't you podcast. a little bit of that? Sure. Um, my podcast covers um, entertainment and disability. Because that's what you like, that's what you enjoy doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, in a way, like, it's not just about disability because I've, I've had my fair share of having um, people in the media industry um, get interviewed by me. So, say people yeah. like, um, say people like, um, let me think, say people like, you know, like a puppeteer like Noel McNeil, um, you know, singer like Jason Page, so on and so forth. Now, Aaron, didn't you go to school for radio broadcasting? Um, well, um, like, like in person, no. Um, online, yes. Well, that's still going to school because everyone goes to school online nowadays, right, Sydney? Even the people that are actually enrolled in university, like my daughter, she did most of her university from bed at home online. <laughs> but actually, you know, yeah, I like going, I like going to class. I, I, I am a teacher and I love it when my students come to class. Now, what do you teach in, at the university? I'm not at a university. I'm a vocational teacher. So um, I did all my study at universities. But okay. actually, we're talking about Aaron. So, Aaron, I, I loved your podcast. Do you want to tell people <laughs> what it was about? Oh, um, uh, I'm sure. Um, let, me, uh, let me see if I um, – let me see. Um, so you interviewed some people, right? Um, let me see. I, I gathered some I gathered some friends together and uh we uh and uh let's see and we uh talked about what inspires us. Yeah, that's why it was so interesting. So tell 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 the guys out there what were some of the things that you might see. Okay, so um so so one of the points I gave was um who inspires me honestly is um I'm not sure, like, uh, hold on. Um, uh, there's a friend that I know of that's a public speaker, um, a autism advocate, and an author 
by his name is Lewis, and I believe his last name is um, Scarantino, I think. Yeah, his name is very hard to pronounce. But, um, but, but when I, but when I checked out, uh, but he has a book, uh, called, um, uh, Love is Too Hard, The Dating Misadventures of a Man with Autism. When I read that book for the first time, it was such a eye opener as someone on the autism spectrum. I'm not kidding. It's such an interesting disability because they understand everything you're saying to them. They're actually extremely intelligent. But because it's an information processing disorder, sometimes it takes a little while before they get back to you. Or they might not even because you're not quite as important as everything they see is important and they can't deprioritize anything, which is a quite a distractive way to live, you know. But once a person gets to be an adult, man, there's not that distraction. They've learned how to process the information and there's just, it's so interesting. I love it. Go on. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. But, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, because of him, you know, I, I ended up getting to public speaking myself. And um, on top of that, um, I'm actually I'm actually doing I'm actually doing um, a presentation next week. Awesome. Uh, which is go- which is going to be uh, which is going to be um, technology open my world. Excellent. So are you doing online, Aaron, or you what? Um, no, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be like it's gonna be like kind of locally, and then um, it's gonna be locally in a way, and then and then like in a way also record it. Oh my god, that's fantastic! Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what inspires you, Marie? What inspired me? Oh god, probably seeing everyone online with CP doing. Living their dreams and living their lives. So when I started my blog, um, several fuzzy for adults at WOCP. WOCP means workout with cerebral palsy. Um, I started making it, doing it by talking about what's in and why doing the gym and then they kind of caught on from there and they realized everything we do as people with CP is a big workout. <laughs> That's right, because it's a, it's a condition of resistance. Yeah. And every time you move, you use anywhere between five and a hundred times more energy than what I would use because I don't have the resistance. My muscles work in a synergistic fashion. So every day, no matter if you're in the gym or you're just home, putting your socks on. It's a workout, I mean. And depending on where your body weight is or where that action has to be, the workout is increased. Yeah. Yeah. Or the faster you try and do it, the more energy you have to use because your resistance increases. Yeah, so I think I started it for myself just to open myself up to the 
She peeked at me in the because I ran away from my CP for a long time because in my 20s I just wanted to be a normal 20 something year old. And do oh, excuse me, we should ask a question here. What's normal? Okay, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> time is normal, you know. Here you guys are living a really normal life. Uh, you know, what's normal? What's normal in our society here in Western Australia? Let's go to Africa. In Africa, there's a 60% unemployment rate. And what's normal is malnutrition and living on the floor of a sand in tents. Okay. What are you talking about when you're living a normal life? Everybody's got a weird life, I reckon. There's no such thing. As normal. I should do that able-bodied life. An able-bodied life. That is much better. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I should do that an able-bodied <laughs> Yeah, there's no such thing as normal, so you got to be using the right words. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, hang on. Let's go back to Aaron's because it's Aaron's 10 minutes. Every. Um, what, what are you, what else, what, what about some of the other guys? Tell me what, when, what was your favourite about who inspires on your talk? Who, which of your mates was your favourite? Um, actually, actually that would be, um, uh, um, Brian, uh, um, I believe, I believe his last name is, um, Humpermel, I think, but, um, he, um, he is, um, he also has cerebral palsy, but it affects but it affects him in all four limbs, and he's currently thirty five. Yeah, so he has spastic quadriplegia. Is it really severe? Is he in an electric wheelchair? Uh, yes. Um, yes. Yep. The majority of the time. Yep. And can he speak? Um, yes. Yeah, so obviously, because yeah, you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, but his speech is like very slurred, like. Like, mm-hmm. and he can't modulate like, the tone as well. Yeah. Like, like, like if you like if you like if you're patient, you know, and if you're able to like try to, you know, if you're like your patient and whatever, you know, that stuff like that, then, then, then you'll be able to pick up on what he's saying because because I because he speaks CP knees. That's what I call it, CP knees, because all the muscles in the throat and the mouth are resisting so that the sounds don't uh, form properly. But every individual has still got the same muscles resisting every single time. So there's always a pattern to, to it. You just have to listen and learn the language, CPNEs. Anyway, what inspired you about him? Um, to be honest, um, what inspired me about him was like... Um, um, he, oh, sorry, what was his question was who inspired him? Who did inspire him? Um... What inspired him, uh, from what he said, was um, self advocates that um, that's put that put in, you know, that put in, um, you know, put in the hard work and dedication, you know, to you know to like you know to like to like making their life better, basically. To making sure that he is the boss in his house. That's what I teach Marie. I teach people who support people with disabilities and make sure they don't take over their life and that they always communicate with respect. Did I post that Nick Chisholm thing? Yeah, anyway, yeah, that was, yeah, I thought that was really great, you know, because 
We need more people like him getting on and talking to make other individuals who are in those electric chairs. And, and when you're in the electric chair, you, you're actually uh, you're dependent on other people for all the physical actions around you. So um, with support workers who don't learn your language, they just tell you what to do. They'll go, oh, hey, let's all go to McDonald's. It's so great. I love McDonald's. And off you go. And you've just an assumption that you want to go. Yep, yep. In, a real world, in the real world, that support worker would have got out a, like a clear plastic thing with, with an alphabet on it or a yes and no, and that person would have made their own decision. That's what I teach. Yeah. How do you make sure that person can make their own decision? How do you make sure you don't disable them with your form of communication? Like you have to lift your arm up to say yes. Well, there's a guy with spastic quadriplegia who's never going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, but when you use eyes or just a finger movement that you know that guy's got and you might get them to do the opposite of their strength, so if his finger always comes up, you tell him, tap, you know, push your finger down twice, then you know you've got a yes and no, and he doesn't have to be disabled. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's each. I love to teach. How do you communicate with respect? Yep. You listen in their way, not your way. Yeah. So he's had some really cool people like that around him. Yeah, and and my and mind you, and mind you, he and mind you, he wasn't always he wasn't always doing the arc. It it took him it took him years to get to where he is now. Absolutely, that's what I started doing in New Zealand, Aaron. We got people out of institutions where nurses were turning them around four times a day. Aides were cleaning them and wiping their bum, and nobody talked to the person and nobody let them make their decisions. So then you get conditioned into never having made decisions. And I think you you guys will know it that as you're growing up, actually your mum makes all your decisions. And um, so you've got to make sure you retrain your parents at a certain time and that's what you guys have done because you're lovely and independent, you know. So you don't let them keep making the decisions. You start taking over that role. But when you don't have a voice, that's a hard thing. And yeah, a lot of people yeah, like, yeah, like a, a lot of them, yeah, a lot of like even those are not, even those that don't have cerebral palsy, a lot of them, there's, there's like a certain half amount that can't even speak or, or even speak up for themselves. Because that, they're just non People who have no, no communication. That's what I'm saying. You find a way. You've got to find a different way. Well, this, you have to speak to me when you know the guy can't speak. You've got to bring your hand up when you know that makes him use heaps of energy and probably hurts him. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I'll give you an example. Like, um, for years, um, um, the, one, the, one, the one other guy I had on, uh, that I had in it, Mark Reeves, he for years, you know, felt, you know, felt isolated because he couldn't speak. And, you know, he, he, he ended up, he ended up being able to finally communicate when he was introduced to typing. Yeah. So it was so exciting. You know, we'd get people out of, cause there was no internet just a little while ago. You guys, you guys who grew up with it, me, when I started working with people with cerebral palsy, there was no mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Typewriters weighed nearly, when my first typewriter, I've still got it. I should show it to you one day, but it weighs a ton. It's got this really, because because of the forces involved with the keys, it had to have like a metal plate at the bottom, you know. You yeah. had no idea. Just in my lifetime. It, so a lot of guys grew up without technology because we didn't have it. 
Yeah. That, so when I, I was getting guys who were 40 and 50 years old and giving, getting them to go and get a typewriter or they get these like little voice boxes and then learn how to have a voice. At 50 yeah. years old, you should have seen it. That's some of my most magic memories in my whole life, watching these guys uh, learn how to use uh, technology to talk and the shock that often came along with that with those people who lived closely in their lives because there was always an assumption that even though they were able, there, wasn't, there was still something wrong with their brain, you know. And mm-hmm. actually, cerebral palsy, it's only the, the what's called our cerebellum, the little brain that's yep. that um, got the damage. And that, that, so there's no intellectual damage. There's an information processing disorder sometimes. Sometimes there's a, but it's never, it, it's not, the more severe the individual's muscular condition is, the less likely there's an associated intellectual condition. Yeah, um, which, and which I know for some, they, they may have more than just cerebral palsy. Like for me, I have exactly. cerebral palsy and autism because when, yes. when, I, when I was it's born, when, when, yeah, like when I was born, um, I had a low three and low four brain damage. Yeah, see, so there. But where's the brain damage is the, uh, the thing. It's about, and, what, and was it brain damage, you know, because what, what happens is that you store information differently, but you store it much more effectively. Is it damage or was it difference that, that it created? I don't know. Like, it's a question, it, though. Yeah, like, the thing was, I think it was either, like, I think it was either because of, like, very, very little, either very little or, like, too much, too much blood going through to the brain and um mm-hmm. and it always is about pressure because you know for how long was that pressure placed on that nerve when it's growing if it's too long the nerve doesn't grow sometimes it just grows in an incorrect manner you know so yeah yeah, yeah and, and mind you it didn't, it didn't yeah, bother your intellect in any way aaron i think what do you think yeah like yeah like i mean like I mean, like for a while when I, I mean, for a while when I was a child, like, um, for a little while, um, I was for a little while before I, before I got, before I got to a certain age, I was prone to seizures. Exactly. And that is the same with every single person with autism because it's an information processing disorder. And what happens is that, uh, an able-bodied, I'll say able-bodied because is that, a, or shall I say non-disabled? It's a able-bodied. Yeah, I would say that's my right. I'm non-disabled. Yeah. <laughs> no, able-bodied. So like an able-bodied person, right? We can look at something like if I'm talking to somebody, I can actually block out all other sensory information. So I won't hear what somebody else behind me is saying and I won't get distracted by some sound in the corner because I'm literally not listening to it. I'm not attending to it. But the individual with autism, they attend to every single thing, every single bit of sensory information in the room with an equal sense of importance and can never change that. So they store all the information and they learn how to retrieve it. That might take seven years. Yeah, I mean... It might take 40 years, you know, it just depends on how, how disordered is that information processing capacity because it's the important part. That's what I did in my university, um, Marie. I studied how do we acquire movement? And it all comes from that very, very 
basic formation of the baby. As those mums, those two chromosome mum and dads meet together, you're not just getting blue eyes in that, you're also uh, getting a whole lot of um, inbuilt reflexive uh, movement patterns as well, you know. It's so interesting. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, because, like, yeah, because, like, um, yeah, because when, when, I, when, I, when I've seen, when I've seen Mark Reed's speeches, I mean, when I first realized that, like, he had a lot to say, I mean, I was like, holy crap. Like, yeah, you think like, you've got a bad life? You look at the guy who had to fight for every single person that meets them to give him respect. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, just yeah, like, 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 you, you seriously think I'm not easy? Like, I have my moments, <laughs> yeah, flat out, everyone does, and sometimes you're worse than not. <laughs> Go on, uh, <laughs> I mean. I mean, besides him, um, like, I mean, besides him, um, uh, I guess besides him, I think it would also have to be, I have to be, I have to be his, his, uh, aid Matt, because if it wasn't, if it wasn't for Matt, um, he, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to type as efficient, as efficiently. Because, yes. like, as of right now, he's having to, because as of right now, he's having to, like, rely, like, on a certain thing that has to be held, you know, for, like, for, like, as, he, you know, as he's, you know, like, as, you know, as, try, as he's trying to type, basically. Yeah, right. And he can't do that, that with his head. Yeah, so. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's where, you know, I think I keep finding the communication style that impacts the less, the least on the cerebral palsy. And Marie, that's why I say never hold things in your hand when you're doing any form of exercise. Yeah, you know what? The important thing about your hands and the way you use them is the control you have. You know, the more you control your movement, the more independent you are. But if you train with your hand gripped like this, oh, yeah. we run out of time. You train with your hand gripped. <clears throat> Actually, what you do is you, you, set, you set off a whole lot of uh, reflexes that stick your elbow in one place and stick your shoulder in one place because people with cerebral palsy like to move still. So that means that they'll try and use their whole body because it limits the amount of muscle fibers that are going to contract which limits the amount of spasticity yeah when you put weight here it's much more effective because then you can be relaxing through that core because the force distributes itself evenly when you hold like that and you put that weight right at the end all that force comes from here this shoulder here it yeah. just Stops all the, move, uh, the muscles in the arm from moving. The more you move, practice moving like that, the more your body wants to move like that and the less control you have. So never use hands during exercise. Really? You kind of relax it. Actually, you're trying to do exactly the opposite. Instead of trying to be tense in your hand, if you, have, if you keep trying to relax your hand, you uh, keep focusing on your core muscles. 
you want you try it next time you go to the gym, right? Instead of holding on to something to be stable, look, holding on to the thing, get them to put a thing around your wrist, and the whole time you're doing it, you just do like a little dance move like this. And what you're trying to do, just keep your hand relaxed. So it's just extension because you never extend. It's a foreign movement. It builds up a good blood supply and you do little extension like that the whole time and try and relax the hand. And you wait. You'll see the difference in your shoulder and the difference in your range immediately. Yeah, I mean... Okay, yeah, yeah, because I mean, because I especially noticed that whenever... That whenever I try to bring the other side out, um, it usually tends to shake so much that I usually try. I usually try to keep it down. Exactly. So you keep trying to keep it still. A lot of people with hemiplegia and that they're all doing the same stuff, right? Because because your muscle fibers are continually going off, and then and then they. So at first they use just a little little muscle fibers really close to the bone to keep the control. Then they get tired, and so then these bigger muscles come out, and then you're using more force, and then your spasticity increases, and then you get these bigger shakes, and it continues on. But Aaron, yeah, the, like to where like the fitter you are, the less yeah, it's where it gets to the point of where it gets to the point where um, it gets to the point where if I don't. Like if I don't if I don't have like my other my other arm to like bring it down a bit, then then it just then it can be right up the top of you. Exactly. What do you do? Don't be pulling it down. <clears throat> try those little finger exercises and do breathing to try and make it relax yourself. Because what happens with this consistent, habitual, this this more controlled hand comes across to do this. You get a really huge amount of shortening through these front little tiny muscles here. Now, that's going to change the shape of your spinal muscles and that will eventually create a painful, uh, some form of painful disorder. Now, when you try, when you just start doing this, what's happening? You've got a bit of fatigue going on and then your spasticity starts to take control. So how do you change it? little bit of extension work in your, and you're focusing on, only on your hands and then everything else relaxes and what you'll find is that actually your hands will drop automatically all of their own. Why? Why does that happen? Because um, when your arms are starting to take off, actually what you're trying to do is stop them. So you try and brace yourself through here and that blocks out a whole lot of different muscle fibres from moving, right? <clears throat> and yeah, like, you know, yeah, like try, yeah, like trying to vi trying to Avoid it from shaking uncontrollably because then, because then, yes. then once that happens, then it's hard to What you're doing is you're actually making it worse by adopting a pattern like that. You're not giving it control. You're forcing that more stable side to control the other side. So there's no control there. Try it, Karen. You know, especially when you're in your bedroom all on your own and you're really agitated, just try it. Two steps. First... You've got to relax through your hands, which will force you to relax through your neck. And relaxed hands. You're doing like an Indian diva sort of look. And it's always, always, always the only thing you're thinking about is extension, 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 extension. You're never, ever contracting. It's an eccentric conditioning thing, right? What happens... You engage a whole lot more muscle fibres and 
six times out of ten, that's going to be enough to let your arms drop back to where you want them. Now, you have to give it time. Just like that guy, he has to, he has to take a lot of time to get the muscle fibres in his neck to coordinate to get the word that you're going to understand, right? Yeah. Same, same with your muscle fibres. It doesn't matter what type of cerebral palsy you have, this spastic reaction is going to happen if speed increases or force increases. And when you get tension and brace, then you're forcing these little muscles to take the whole weight of this arm, and that's 15 to 20 kilos. Load away. You just don't know it because you're so conditioned. Anyway, extension through the, through the hands will help you relax through the shoulders, and now you can engage a whole lot more muscles. And yeah. you have to do the breathing as well so that you breathe in really and then let the arm drop, Okay. Yeah. By making your arm do it yourself, you're going to strengthen the uh, muscles in your back. You're also going to strengthen the muscles all right next to the bone. Those core, they're called the core muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more you resist it and you watch, the more your arms go up, you feel your hand. It'll be tense. You'll be holding it like this. Let it go and see if your elbows drop. Yeah. Just try it, you know, try it in the privacy of your own home where no one can see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> those, those habitual movement, if you, you have a look at everyone, everyone you know with cerebral palsy and they'll have, their spine will have changed shape and a lot of it will be because they're trying to stabilise something. They're chucking their, um, their arm in between their legs or they're crossing their legs over or they're shoving their hand underneath something and their shoulder drops because of that and one shoulder lifts because of that and you see the twisting happening. Now, these are all things that... I use cushioning and balance for, but, but gravity, you know, getting people to get, in, get an electric chair. Make sure you've got that chair, even if the only thing you're using it for is letting yourself <clears throat> teach your muscle fibres to relax independent of anyone touching it or you touching yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what are we going to do now? Because um, Zoom's going to finish now. Okay. Um. What? You know what, then? I'll just answer the question. We, I, well, let's next, we'll do the next one on, on uh, we'll, we'll, can we do Viber Train the next one and Independence the one after that? Yes. Because right. I think if we do the same, that was really cool, Aaron. Don't, did you enjoy that? Um, did you guys enjoy that? I think think we listened to it. I think it's very hard to hear. Right. Okay. We're going to have to fix that. I haven't got my microphone on. You know what? Maybe you could do a blog on that one. And then we could. Yeah. Like it it was like, it was like, it was like hard to not, not hear just you, Cindy, but, but also the guests. Hmm. So. Yeah, right. So like so like what I'm what I'm considering is either like either the you just either do the either just just quote that blog post or or yeah. like eventually just help I'll just help in help in um redoing it. Like to where I'll just yeah. I'll just be like in the background recording, so Okay. We don't need to redo it. How come I can hear it so well and you guys can't? Because you're right there, you know. I can hear you and I can hear Aaron. 
really well. But it's only on my side that's letting it down, or is, is it can't you hear anyone? Well, well, in in the, in the whole thing, it, it's kind of hard to even, like it, it where it, it's it's usually hard to hear you and the guests because of how how the level it like how the levels are like it's very very quiet. Oh, in that podcast, because he kept moving away from the computer. Like, I mean, like even even like even like the headphones that I normally use, it was really hard to really hard to really hard to hear but you and the guests. Did you read the document? Because what I did was type up what he was saying all the time. But where is the document? I don't... It's in Messenger. Just scroll up from Aaron's Zoom information, Zoom invitation, oh. and in our, in our shared Messenger. Okay, so what, what you... What I would like... What I did, because just in case that happened, right, I, um, I, as he was talking, I typed... Okay, so what I would like you to do is type up. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just fixing it because Karen said I did put it up. I put it up onto the onto our um. Put put it on WordPress. Yeah, and then that's what I can. I, I haven't got into the WordPress. I'll do that now. So I put it up on Media Centre and then Karen said I'd actually made a few, bit of a mistake on a few things and so I've just got to change that before I put it up onto WordPress. So I said, you know, I, could, I, I, was, try, I was typing and trying to understand what he was saying and it's really hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought about you. I thought you meant about this Zoom one, Aaron, that what, 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 what was No, no, not, not that one. The, the one that you recorded. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that. Um, Karen's trying to change the sound because she knows how to use Audacity. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But actually, she, I was asked if she could just send me her copy because they did. They taped it as well. Maybe her, her copy would be better. Because okay. you know, I was using my microphone. Yeah. 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 We you find it's him we couldn't hear. Yeah, so I want you to go and have a read of that document before we talk about it because it's really, it's so interesting, Aaron. You know, I really totally in, enjoyed listening to this guy because the difference between his vibration machine and other vibration machines, and I've looked at a lot of them and, and they've always been quite damaging, the difference is... His is so big and it's actually, it can take, it puts a 1,200 kilogram uh, force into the vibration, which is significant enough to engage the postural muscles. Now, a little tiny vibration, that's not going to do that. It's not significant enough. It's not going to put enough uh, stress on your body for your postural muscles to want to be working out. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. If you stood on a little light vibration uh, machine, then actually your cerebral palsy is going to resist that. And uh, so what you're going to be having is an X, you're going to have a real fight with it, in, in, but in muscle fibre limits and all in your external muscles. So what we want is to train your middle muscles, the postural muscles. The stronger your postural muscles are, the straighter you stand and the more you use your skeletal muscles properly. But when you only train your uh, outside muscles, your skeletal muscles, actually your body deforms because, I don't know why, it's because it just it doesn't make you stand up straight, your postural muscles. They generally just try and keep a joint still. 
Yeah, and and uh, like, and over time, there's an issue I've been noticing actually, which is, um, which is like, um, usually if I usually sometimes either like certain times, like if I try to go say I like go down a curb or something, this knee yep. try you know like tries to walk up, and then exactly does it know is it's going to be a great beat and it's going to have this extreme weight because what happens when you step down on something? your force actually increases. So say you weigh 50 kilos and you're walking along the pavement, you've got a force of 50 kilos coming back up every single step you take, right? Now, so now when you go down a step, actually that force increases to like 100 kilos. So it's double your body weight that you're going to have coming back up through your foot so the act of walking down the step because you've got movement and gravity as well on that it compounds the force and brings a bigger force back up now your knee muscles only work through a very limited range when you're walking you don't you know you walk always on a hard surface so you don't stretch that calf muscle out and you don't move the knee through its whole range and you wouldn't do much squatting would you would you squat Nope. Because nope. See, I, the, I, 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 I don't half of the range of that range. Exactly. That's what I thought. So now you've got half the range of those muscles that uh, they you, you can't put your body weight in that range. They're too weak. They, your knee would collapse, right? So yeah, what, that's no. what's happening at the moment. So your force, the force that's going down when you're walking down that, that uh, step, it's too large for the muscles that are supporting your knee. Yeah. You, yeah, need to, like, you would love yeah. this vibration machine, mate, because what it's about, standing still and focusing on relaxing those outside muscles so the postural muscles can be the thing that's taking all the way to your yeah, body. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, like it's, it's not just that. It's not just that, actually. Um, another part of it is that I have also noticed that, um, that whenever, whenever, okay, for certain steps – I've noticed that when I, when I go down like a certain, when I go down with, when I go down steps with a certain, with a certain, with a certain drop, then, yeah. then, then this knee starts popping. Why is that? Yeah. That's what I'm just talking about. Cause that drops bigger than normal. Right. And you're, and the larger, the, the, the longer the time it takes for your foot to go down to the step, the more weight you're actually putting on it. So if it's a little step, you're actually going to lean back a little bit and you're going to take a bit of the weight of your body with the back leg and a bit of the weight as, as you're coming down. But if it's a really big step that you have to come down, actually you're going to move forward and you're going to put all your weight forward. So you're getting a lot bigger force coming back up through that foot and your muscles aren't actually strong enough to take it. Now, how you change that is by doing uh, work on your knee through action, like semi-squats, go in and get, do some uh, leg extensions and, uh, and uh, like that, that sort of stuff to train the muscles on the outside because it's not so much your, your, your big front muscles. It's more about these side muscles because you're not using range and they're not very strong. They've only got a little bit of them strong, a little bit in the middle, and that's all. So the more you can try and take your weight as your knees are bending, the better. The best way to do that, if for, I would have you sitting on a swing and doing like – or getting, you know – 
getting on a treadmill and 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 have you in a like a hoisty sort of thing so you can walk but only bits of your body weight would be on your knees and then you train while you train though that knee to take a lighter than your body weight through its range and then you then you lower yourself and then you put a little bit more of your body weight on your legs and then you train the knee through the same angle and you know by doing it that way you could what that's what we're trying to do is train those postural muscles so the only way i've been able to do that is getting people on the mats that's what i did for uh, 15 years in this for the Cerebral Palsy Society in New Zealand. Three times a day I'd run exercise classes where we'd get people out of their wheelchairs, down onto the ground and actually moving around to try and improve strength. And this is what that Vibratrone's about. How do you train the postural muscles when you can't, when, you know, walking is only going to damage? We don't want you doing stair climbing with your whole weight yet. But that, that's what the vibration machine does. It has a force big enough to actually train the postural muscles, engage the postural muscles. It's pretty unique. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially, especially because, uh, because, because I've known it, because I've known it, because I've noticed, I've noticed the issue. I've noticed the issues actually as I've been getting bigger. And it's that uh, right. So you've got more weight. So the force that's coming down onto the ground is, has increased. But you only use your knees through a very limited part of its range when you walk. And you need to do that to keep stable. Also, your cerebral palsy is going to make you do that, you know. Yeah. So that's why when you're coming down a step, first of all, you're going to move your knee nose oh, my God, he's going to move me into a range that I won't be able to take the weight. It's, a, it's like a reflexive survival mechanism to keep that, to stop you from falling over. Yeah. So you need, to, you need to strengthen your knee. And the best way is to go to a gym and do seated exercises for all the muscles that surround your, uh, surround your knee. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I... Um yeah, like I've I've looked I've looked into it honestly because I mean because I because I ended up going to a gym today which I didn't end up doing which I am doing which I am doing like a huge amount so which will be good Don't but but yeah that's momentum cool. that's gonna be a problem. Excellent. I think you should do a YouTube exercise video. Uh, yeah. Wait, were, you talking, were, you, were you talking to me, me or Marie? Cindy, I think Cindy should do an exercise video and put it up on YouTube. Oh, and, then uh, you, and then you do it. All right. And we put it up into that uh, media center. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'll show you what I'm talking about, though, when I was talking about the hand exercises, you mean. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah, like, yeah, cause like, um, yeah, cause like, um, uh, cause from what I understand too, like, um, like, um, cause like, uh, Cindy, does it also depend on, like, doesn't, does it not just depend on like how tall you are, but also, but also like your weight as well? Like, yeah, absolutely. And remember, there's a lot of things that make your weight differ too. So muscle fibers, they're, they're about three times heavier than a, than a body fat, you know. And um, where you're holding your arm is going to dictate where the 
which muscle is going to have a spastic reaction. So if your arm is here, now where does the actual weight of that arm have to be held? By a muscle, little muscle right here. So this is only a little muscle. So it's going to try and make you move the weight of that arm. And what it wants actually is for you to go backwards and because we've got great big muscles at the back. But usually we don't. We go forwards and, and then again, this that you get all these muscles fibers going, no, no, not here, not here. Yeah. So it's, it depends. Yes, the more weight you have, the more force you're going to generate. So the bigger the spastic reaction you're going to have at your joints. The taller you are, the more muscle mass you're going to have and the more force, the more weight you're going to have. So being tall, actually it makes you have to have a lot more muscle fibres and it's going to, and remember muscle weighs three times more than your fat does. So the taller you are, the more weight you're going to have just because you've got more muscle mass. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, like, because like when I was younger, it was not, it was not a problem, but but I was a bit, but but even as I'm getting to my twenties, it's just like it's just like, are you kidding? Like, I never yeah. expected it. I never expected the decline so quick. And Aaron, this is why that guy, that guy from Vibratrain, made those machines. He's a mortician, right? So he's a mortician, and he's been working in a mortuary since he was nine years old. Now he didn't make these machines for people with cerebral palsy. He made them for people who are bariatric, and that means that they're really totally obese. Yeah. So um, okay. he saw patterns in the way that their body ha health had declined. So when you see three or four really big people coming into your mortuary every single day for 25 years, you see certain patterns in muscles, muscle growth, in uh, body fat position, in the way that the arteries decompose. And he saw a lot of very similar patterns and all of them related to not having enough blood supply in your postural muscles. So... This vibration machine, where he goes and has a look at the other vibration machines because, you know, the best thing for people that can't move is to actually do an exercise where we don't ask you to. So you're not being asked to run, which is something that's going to set off every spastic fibre in your entire body, and we're not asking you to take weights, which also sets off spastic fibres throughout your entire body. Instead, with the vibration, we ask you to relax. You're training the eccentric muscles and it gets you to get into positions that will help train the strength of the knee in where it's weak, right? But he has a swing under your bum. So you're not actually having to take all of your weight there. So what happens if, you, if enough force comes back? You increase the amount of blood vessels at the bone to muscle level. Oh, okay. Like, like I... At the bone to muscle level, the healthier your skeleton is, the straighter. So the more muscle, the more blood you got, the more muscle fibers that can go off. So um, it's great for training. And what's what happens when you sit? You know, sitting's not a natural uh, occupation, and when you have to sit all the time, actually, you're gonna make muscles on your back so tight that there's no blood supply at the bone to muscle level. And so that can, creates a little bit of a muscular weakness. And this is, again, why I like to use gravity. You know, let, okay, let your um, back relax. Remember I showed you that position on my rocking chair, Marie? 
yeah. you can make if you can make the full weight of your body be taken by your back instead of this little tiny two points on your bum, oh, what happens to the front is that you can relax and move it through a whole different range and at your back you get all of this blood supply coming in and at the front you get here where you normally keep it really tight. Again, you get a good blood supply coming. Yeah, yeah. So I can sit in the same position every single day and both of you would do the same thing you know you come in doesn't matter what chair it is you're going to find if you took a picture of yourself straight straight up you'll be able to see that you, your body's trying to sit in exactly the same way and it's not level or anything because it's not a natural position it's not a position a human body's supposed to be in so we, you have to adapt so you're both going to sit in a different position and you're both going to strengthen different muscles and you're both going to make different muscles weak. But what you're both going to do also is you're going to stop the blood from reaching all of the bones right next to your spine, which we need. We need that blood there. Keeps your postural muscles strong, supplies your skeleton. Yeah. So varieties of spice of life when you've got... Um, a cerebral palsy, you want to be making sure you're sitting in different positions all the time and you don't adopt habitual movements like that grasping of the hand to control it. Sometimes it's about embracing cerebral palsy. You know, whenever you raise your hands, you know you are getting passionate about something. It's important to you. That should be a message to everybody that speaks to you that whatever you're talking about, that's really important to you, whether it's a negative very positive important that we don't know yet but you know <laughs> yeah because because i because i usually because i usually a lot of the time usually i'm usually a lot of the time like afraid to have like my other arm out because because you might hit something the thing they're going to be seeing is like because the thing because the thing they're going to be seeing is the shaking and then it's going to seem like that then it's going to seem like that my nerves are hitting me and my nerves are going and up and practice and practice and practice this technique and learn how to relax and it's about embracing your cerebral palsy. You've got to let it go and then spend a bit of time releasing it. The more upset you are, the longer it's going to take to release it. But, you know, by what, what's the point in, in, in hiding it if, you, if it's going to damage your body in the long term? Who cares what that stranger thinks? Actually, what you're doing is you're opening a conversation like, oh, how come, uh, how come your limbs shake? Oh, hey, I've got this type of cerebral palsy. Yeah. It's an educational opportunity. <laughs> I know you get sick of being the educator and I've had many people say that to me, but you know what? Maybe that's your plot in life that you've got to educate people. I think there is my lot in life. I think so. I think so, you know. I think we all should be sharing our knowledge and uh, by hiding ourselves, we're not sharing our knowledge, you know. And by, by stopping yourself from uh, letting that body react, actually what you're doing is you actually you don't know where is it that you could actually relax. Could you use that movement to continually reposition your neck? And, you know, I would because if you can move your palms out this way, your shoulder blades have moved up closer to your neck and you've realigned your head. Yeah. You know, so maybe that action is actually what, what, what's being asked of you is reposition myself. My body needs to be repositioned and you're ignoring it. Yeah, um, yeah, and the thing is, I the thing is, I usually I usually tend to go for a lot of repositioning, but then why does it usually continue? 
Uh, because you are not taking your body weight off your bum. So you like move your bottom around and then your body's going to go back into exactly the same place. Now, if you had an electric chair, right, and you, and you had a tilt-in space electric chair and you go, now you can reposition yourself because instead of all of your, the weight of your upper body, your head and your arms and your trunk being taken by your little bones in your pelvis, you could move that, that electric chair all the way back so that actually all the weight of your arms and your head, they're taken by the chair. Yeah. Now you can reposition. Now you can put your feet on the bottom of that chair and, and move your bum around and, be, and bring it right back. But every time you go back into sitting, your body's going to go straight back into the place it likes to sit. You can pretend that you're controlling it, but uh-uh-uh, all of our habitual stuff is a semi-automated process straight to the spinal cord, straight back to these big skeletal muscles, and it says contract here and keep everything else still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, like, it's just, it's at that level to where it's, you know, certain times it, 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 just, get, it just gets to the point where certain times um, I've, I've had my occasions where when my muscles get out of control, then, it, then it's hard to, then it's hard, hard to relax, you know, hard to relax the body then when it's in that, yeah. when it, like, when it's in the state. You're also trying to relax your body by trying to make your joints still. That's not relaxing your body, actually. Just try that technique I showed you. Just do extension and don't do anything else. No shutting of the hand at all. And all you're doing, you're doing like extension and you're trying to relax. You, you extend the fingers up and relax through your neck. Extend the fingers up and you do both arms. And it doesn't matter if your other fingers, see how you're trying to, see how one hand is moving but the other hand is totally still. You've got to do both hands at the same time. Better. So what, you have, so what that does, it engages every single thing. Don't ever let yourself try and uh, contract. We don't, so no bending, just only stretch it out and straighten it and then relax. So don't try and do this, Marie, none of this stuff. Don't be trying to put your fingers anywhere. All your fingers should be doing is, is trying to be straight. So when I do that, see, I'm not actually bending back at all. You guys just want to do that because that's how you've learned to move. That's your conditioning. So I'm not, all I'm doing is straightening and I'm not doing any bending. So if you do, if you see yourself doing any of this, you're contracting and you're using contraction. Uh-huh. That's the only, the action, the power action. So you see, you're trying to, you're using your, you're contracting Aaron, you're using these muscles here. Every time, every time a limb, a, uh, if, if it's bending, you're doing a contraction. What we're trying to do? So, so, so even, so even, so even just left. It's only one finger. And that's relaxed. You're never trying to actually control anything. Lose that control. It's only about extension. Now, what you should find very soon is that you get a burning. Here, if you're doing it properly, your muscles are going to burn here. Now, if you're not burning there, you know you're actually using this action and you're just being very clever about where you're putting your wrist. 
So I worked a lot. I was a Paralympic wheelchair rugby classifier for just over 12 years. And um, they learn, they get the muscles that lead to the hand all get paralysed. And, and these extensors are the first ones they lose. Now, because of that, they, they all get this sort of curly bit and they learn how to use their wrist to, to do everything. So what you guys have learnt is how to use your wrist and your flexor muscles to do everything. So what we want to do is just learn how. So one way, if you can bring your thumb so that your thumb is as far back as you can make it and then you do that stretch. Excellent. Stretch, so you know, just try and relax. Excellent. So when it's both, so no, so Aaron, see how you're trying to make your fingers touch your hand? No, you're trying to get your fingernails to touch your cheek. Fingernails to touch your cheek. So that means you see stretch, that's it. That's it, fingernails to touch your cheek, that's it. And now what we're doing, now let your arms come out, do the same action. Let your arms come out and do the same action. So you like, you're starting to do, let all your spastic stuff going off. Now, Come back, stretch it out, and then as you're doing that, head back, and hopefully your arms will don't. So you're not trying to keep your hands here in front of your face. You just let them go wherever they want to. And the only action you think of, if you're going to move anything at all, you're not you're not trying to stop your shoulders, and you're not trying to stop your elbows, and you're not trying to stop your wrist. The only thing you're doing is stretching your fingers up. I'm going to stretch my fingers up and then hopefully your arms will relax. So you're just going to try and let them. If you're only thinking about your fingers, your arms are going to drop back into your lap. Yeah. Um, now, Anne-Marie, it's getting pretty late and I, I, yeah. I'm going into work late today, but usually on a Thursday I start work at 7.30. So that's why I can't talk in the morning, Aaron. You know, I get up at half past five, I take the dog for a walk, I, get, I have my shower, and, and I'm, between my walk and the, between them, my walk and the shower, I always answer some Facebook things, but I don't have time oh, to... Oh, wow. Oh, wow, mate. And then, I get in, and then I get in my car and I drive to work. Now, you can always call me on the phone, but I can't video chat because um, I'm always typing and I'm doing work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like... Yeah, the, like, see, the mornings are no good for me, and we and you. That's your night. So, but they're no good for me on unless it's on a on a Sunday. That's the my that's my. Uh, the, I usually don't get up till about now. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, and from what you were saying, yeah, like yeah, like yeah, like I can, I can, I can, I can start to tell a difference. Mm-hmm. So at night time, I finish my work, right, if you get up really early in the morning and you're hanging out, then 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 you can ring me because I finish work always at about half past four. Yeah, I usually call early. I'm home at six, so I might stop and see my friend, but I'm always going to be home by six o'clock. So, you know, that's probably better. Yeah. But not video because because when you pull my video, it uses all my um data. Oh god! You don't have unlimited data, you know. Like my whole house ran out of internet. We were out of internet for twelve days. It was awful. So I don't want to use video all the time. You know, it's unnecessary. We don't need to be watching each other. And if you use a telephone, it doesn't cost me anything at all. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't want to do the video when we do the recordings, but um, 
oh, I don't want to do video calls. It cost me too much. Oh, yeah. 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 I will get an unlimited plan, but not yet because I've just got so much debt. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah, and from what you're... Yeah, and from I, what, pay, I pay $45 a month for my internet. It's oh, the cheapest wow. I've ever do. Maybe we could do this like twice a month instead of every week. No, 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 I don't mind doing the video once a week. It's just the in-between calls I don't want to do on video. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind doing Zoom. I love it. Totally love it. You know, otherwise you would never know what I was talking about. Yeah. And I love looking up that document like that. Yeah. I want to know how to do that so I can do that. Yeah, yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, as I said, I'll, I'll have to eventually have him to show you when I can one-on-one. <laughs> no, but if you can find somewhere that says it and send it to me, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I just need a picture of where's the button that I need to push to bring my computer screen up. Well, you could do the Facebook too when we're talking. Yes, yes, but, but as of right now, it only works for like one-on-one right now. Oh, okay, so, because you know what we should do next time, Aaron, is if we're going to do this, we should make sure we show people how to get to our website. Oh, okay, yeah. And the, so if you can do that, you know, we, and we can bring that up and we can put a few, and then I'll do that little video and maybe we can put that little video up or something. I don't yeah. It sound good. Yeah. So, um. And I want you, when you guys are ready, when you guys, have extra time before we put any interviews on the blog or anything I want us three to each individual blog to introduce. So, yes, okay, that's a good idea. And, um, you know what? How many people are allowed to post under our name? Because there was someone posting the other day that definitely was not you. Oh, it was Jack. I got to Jack because I gave Jack permission to... So it comes up under our name. Every time he writes something, actually it comes up as if it's one of us. Yes, because he's on the blog. He's on Facebook with us too. Like, oh, I think that that's going to be a bit, a bit, if we've got everybody posting under our name like that, I think that gets confusing. Okay, I think I'm out. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, because, you know, also he's not posting about the stuff. He's not, when he's responding, you know, there's, there's some issues with that. Have you read what he says? Yes, and I heard him. I, I didn't for that. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I, you know, what we want is to make sure if people are going to post on the page, they're going to feel safe about some, about the ways people are going to respond to it. Okay, I am about that. Now I haven't been into the thing. It's been, it's my daughter's birthday. So it's been it's been really. We've had we've had a it's been a really really full on month. You know, graduation and a birthday, and my dad's been sick, and then I've got all this, and then we just started classes. You know, 
So yeah, don't worry. Part of my time learning everybody's name at the beginning of term. So I'm sorry I have not got onto WordPress yet. But can you just resend it? So because I've nearly finished this blog about you know the way I've rewritten the thing for Karen about Lloyd, and I want to put that up on our page. Yeah. So, Oh, if you yeah. can send it to me, oh, then I can put it into the WordPress. And my daughter's going to spend some time with me so I learn how to use it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go to work because it's quarter past eight and usually I'm already there for an hour. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, definitely, I... Um, I don't know. Do you want to go to two weekly? Would that take the stress off? Because one thing, Aaron, you talked about a lot was about, you know, you, you don't have much time. Do you want to do two weekly? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buy a weekly? Yeah, sure. All right. So why didn't get to do Viber training? We didn't get to talk about independence. So it's our turn next. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we're not doing it next week, but the week after? What do you think? Uh, do you guys? I think no. we should do Bible Train next week because we said we were going to do it this week. Okay, we'll do it next week. And then we go bi-weekly after that. Okay. Yeah. because yeah, then we hope we'll get a bit of, we'll do the independence at the end of it as well. Because <clears throat> I don't know how much of uh, this we're going to get because um, they only going to let us have 40 minutes of it. I don't know what happens after that. You might have to pay for every minute or something stupid like Okay. Yeah. So we don't, if we don't want anyone to pay for it, just take the 40 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, eventually, I mean, eventually when I eventually end up having the, and when I eventually have the money, I will, I will do it. Oh, that's the same with all of us, mate. But don't you worry. We'll be there soon. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, this little niche market, we will make money out of it. <laughs> yeah. Put it out there and, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. Anyway, I've got to go. I've got stuff. Yeah, yeah let's talk about Vibra Train next week. Now, what day are we doing it on? Because I can do Monday mornings, but I can't do Thursday mornings. Okay, so we'll do Sunday night, Thursday morning. And then I can do after after work if you want. Yeah. What's yeah, better? Like, do you yeah, like, yeah. is it like it now good? Because yeah. the thing is, it would have to be after because, um, you know, because I said like. Um, yeah, so that's it. So your afternoon, my morning is the best for me. Is that the best for you? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So next week, um, you, I don't go into to work on a Monday. So it doesn't matter what time you want to call in. As long as it's a Monday, I work from home. So oh, okay. Okay. You can do it anytime you want to. Like you, you guys will decide what time. I don't have. I'm. I will just be up and ready for you whenever you want to do it. Yeah. And that would be Sunday night our time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sunday night. It doesn't matter what time. I don't care. You. You know when it's good for you. We don't want to make it too late because you get too tired if it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. So you just say. I don't have to go into work. I've got no pressure and I'm not going to try and um, and do what I'm doing now. I don't want to do that, you know. Okay. Yeah. 
So let's do it. This Sunday, I want to talk about Vibratrain. You go and look at my first draft and then I'll send you my second draft just so you get a look at it. It's interesting and you, I think it's, I want to do some study on it. I think it's so interesting. Anyway, I'll talk to you about it on Sunday night. Yep. Week. <laughs> okay, thank you. You did a great job, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to go because I'm really sick right now. Yep. Okay, I love you. <laughs>